Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon Adams, and on today's show, we have Tana Gertz. I'm excited for this show. Tana is a good friend of mine. We met back on a pilot run of a TV show. I was actually pitching my product, and she was the one to say, yay. She voted for my product. It was awesome. And who knows, uh, three years later, no, it wasn't even that, two years later, I ended up going on her competition and winning it, her own apprentice competition, and winning the whole thing. We talk about that in today's show. But Tana is known. She got on The Apprentice with Donald Trump. It was season three, and she was a, the runner-up of season three Apprentice with Donald Trump. So we have a lot of great information here. The one thing to sum Tana up, she's a lot of energy. She is literally, she knows the art of being unforgettable. When she's in a room, you know it. With her energy, her passion, with uh, just everything she is, she is awesome. So we talk about how she got on the show. We talk about her experience on the show with Donald Trump. And then we get into detail about the real Donald Trump. You get to hear the dark secrets that nobody knows about. And uh, it's pretty interesting to hear. So then we talk about after the show, once she does get down with the show and her life afterwards. Talk about her with uh, being on the infomercial, doing the bedazzler, how that worked out for her, and everything else she did in business throughout her life. And we talk about a couple other stories. I mean, a lot of great information in today's show. We have a lot of fun. I enjoy having Tan on the show. Last time we actually did a radio show together, I was on her show, so it was different for me to have her come on my show. I've always been on her radio shows before. But... Tana is going to give you a lot of great insight, but before we get started, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Arctic Stick. Arctic Stick is a new, innovative product that both cools and flavors your bottled beverage. I seriously love this product. I mean, this is the only product in the market that allows you to both cool and flavor your drink. You can fill it full of your desired liquid. You can freeze it. You drop into your drink to keep colder longer. You can twist and just drop in for a flavor burst. I also love using this product for putting my energy shots inside. I go to the gym every day. I'm a fitness fanatic. I put my supplements inside. Whatever it is you want, you can pop the top and take a shot. Easy as that. If you want to get your hands on some Arctic Sticks, go to ArcticStick.com. That's www.arctic. S-T-I-C-K dot com. And now, from the one and only Tana Gertz, the first girl to have on the University of Young Entrepreneurs, let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brendan Adams, and today we have a special guest. I have my friend, Tana Gertz. How are you doing, Tana? Hey, I'm wonderful. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you on the show. You have quite a bit of experience being radio. You actually had a radio show here this past year, didn't you? Yes, I do. I did, and now I still have a segment on a very popular sports radio station, so the yeah. Murph and Andy show on 1460 KXNO. It's a little different for me to actually have you on my show because I've always been on your show, went on a couple times, and we had some fun people calling and oh, quite, quite the interesting conversations. Quite the <laughs> characters. I know it's always fun having you in the studio. So the roles are reversed and I like it. It's fun. <laughs> well, I want to jump right in because I could talk to you all day on all kinds of stuff. I want to hear when you got started out as an entrepreneur. Tell me your story, your background. Okay. And just kind of 
Go into that. Okay. Um, what a lot of people don't know about me, and I'm so thrilled that you have this university for young entrepreneurs, is I was a kidpreneur. And people listening might be like, what'd she say? I said, a kidpreneur. I was a young entrepreneur. Um, I had my first business when I was nine years old. And actually, that's how I got on The Apprentice, that whole story. And we'll get into that later because I know um, you're steering the ship. <laughs> but what do you mean? I, I was a young entrepreneur, meaning I loved making and saving money at a very young age. So uh, there was a neighbor guy that had a business, and he was a salesman, a door-to-door salesman selling yeah. a phone apparatus and he was failing so he was over at my parents house one evening just kind of crying the blues and telling my dad he doesn't know how he's going to put food on the table because he can't sell these they were called soft talks and he was struggling and anyways he left and I felt sorry for the guy but not sorry enough because I said to my dad I want to buy his business my dad's like what do you mean you want to buy his business you're nine years old like go play outside and I said no seriously I want you to to invest in me and I want to buy his business and I want to buy his inventory and I want to sell these so my parents made me wait like half a year and then I turned 10 and then they said because I wouldn't shut up about it so I always (laughs) had that drive and that passion of making money saving money um just that independence that came with being a young entrepreneur. And so that was really my first taste of success as an entrepreneur. I learned I could sell ice to Eskimos. I could sell the Pope a double bed. I mean, honest to God, I could sell the Pope a double bed. I really think I could. And, um, and so that was my first taste of being a young entrepreneur. And I just I got the passion. I had the ability. I put it all together and found out, you know, the secret to being a young entrepreneur and started taking that throughout my my youth, my teenage years, my high school years, uh, my college years. And then, then we get into a few mistakes where kind of had to put the lid on the entrepreneurial spirit and then bring it back out. So that's sort of how I got my first taste of being an entrepreneur. And then when um, I had the pinnacle of my success to date would be when I became a single mother, I needed to reinvent myself again. And as, exactly. I, as, as I had mentioned earlier, I had put a lid on my entrepreneurial spirit. And that was because I married someone who stifled me. And he said, you don't need to work. Like, my family's wealthy. Um, you don't ever need to work a day in your life. Like, let's just put that aside. And I want you to be, you know, barefoot and pregnant, more exactly. or less. And as a dumb young lady, I listened to him and was like, well, you know, I want to keep the peace. I married this guy. I don't want to make waves. So I put the lid on my entrepreneurial spirit and inside was like, oh, my gosh, like it's I, killing you. It was killing. Yeah. Me. And you can't do that. And so needless to say, your spirit always wins. And I divorced him. And then I went, now I'm going to free. Let this bird fly, <laughs> you know. And then when I had the chance that I was going to fly, I just went crazy and opened up a clothing store, opened up a furniture store. And then um Well, I opened up a clothing store and a furniture store in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then I met the man of my dreams, my husband now, and he asked me if the children and I would marry him and we would move to Iowa. And I'm like, what the hell is in Iowa? I'm like, I aware (laughs) were my exact words like I aware. Yeah. You know, I was a California girl. I I was born in the East Coast, now living in Park City, Utah, and he wants to bring me to Iowa. And I'm like, okay. I'll go anywhere to be with you. Well, then when I came to Iowa, I didn't have a friend in the world. And I'm like, okay, let's go back to the basics, which I would tell any young entrepreneur, what are you good at? And um, what, like, what are you good at? And I was good at two things, encouraging others and selling. So I thought, guess what? No better business than Mary Kay. I can encourage the women that if they put the products on that I'm going to sell them, I can make them feel beautiful. And that's what I did. So you put the two things that you're good at, um, selling in the product together and the empowerment. And I was the number one saleswoman in my unit of 6,000 women in a matter of like six months. So I was killing it there too. And and that was throughout the state of Iowa. That was actually not even in the state, just in the area where I was living, the West side of, of Des Moines. And I, so it got to the point where, okay, she's the new girl. Oh my God. Now she's like the number one new girl. Now let's let's bring her in to teach all the other women who aren't doing it, how to do it. And so I would teach them my, my tricks. 
And they thought I had like, they looked at me like I had three heads. You know what it's like, Brandon, when you got this spirit and you got this drive, you can't stop it. No. And if somebody, wants, <laughs> if somebody wants to get in your way, you plow them down. Yeah. And so that's what I was doing. And the women that were like, well, I don't want to do it that way. I'm like, well, then guess what? Just stay in your box, sweetheart, because I'll take your clients. I'll take the customers that you don't want to do it this way. And so it just started snowballing that, oh my gosh, like this is fun. And then I would realize when the women were over at my house and I'm putting the makeup on their faces and they're, and I'm telling them they're beautiful and I'm empowering them and I'm telling them, you know, how, giving them like Tana therapy more or less. Yeah. They started loving it and were buying more and telling their friends. And then the like two, three people parties became like 10, 15, 20 parties. And I'm like, wait, like I, like I could be a motivational speaker. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, that's what I'm doing. These products just happen to be getting slapped on their face because that's like the reason we're getting together. Yeah. And then when I got, um, blessed and cast to be on the apprentice which i know you want to talk about um i realized now i'm the product that exactly me and my team are selling so forget about the six dollar six dollar profit i'm making on the lipsticks and the twenty dollar profit i'm making on the skincare now i'm selling me and with what comes with me is you know energy enthusiasm passion revenue sales encouragement empowerment and all that packaged up into a nice thing and that's what you get when that's you buy me exactly you're your own brand tana so brand I'm, I'm my own brand and you're quite the damn brand <laughs> i tell you what you got something there to offer oh thank you thank so you. tell me you you said you had the experience you got on the apprentice first off i was looking at your video tell me about your video how you actually got on oh and, my god and what what was the ratio i think like a million, a million, one in a million. Yeah, chance? it was like one million eight hundred thousand people applied. Now that we, when I was on the show, which was season three, it was like the biggest show on television. The show was huge, not yeah. like it is now. Yeah, and so it had a lot of credibility. It was one of the first reality shows before reality TV kind of got funny. Um, so the ratio was very high. I got cast by that video. Just you can YouTube it for anybody listening. Just go to YouTube Tana Gertz audition video. And I did it different than everybody else. I would else. suggest checking that out, people, because it is so awesome how you put that together. Well, thank you. <laughs> what was what I'm most proud of is I didn't listen to people who I asked. I'm like you, Brandon. I asked the pros before I go do something yeah. like, hey, how would you make a video if I wanted to be on reality TV? And they're like, okay, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I sell makeup. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you have a camera around your table where you're doing a skincare class? And I'm like, that sounds stupid. Like, yeah. That sounds boring. Who the hell's going to cast me on a show doing what every other Mary Kay consultant does? You got to put a show on. You got to get reality TV. You got to show them who you are and why you're good. And slapping makeup on your face. And I'm not good at that. Hell, I got to go to the makeup counters and have the ladies do my makeup. You know, I'm not no diva. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, wearing the makeup like, look at me. I'm so good at this. No. What I was good at is talking you into buying the stuff. So I thought, screw that. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to go into car dealerships and I'm going to sell what society says are sharks of, a, of the sales force. Like the best of the best. The or best of the best, yeah. You know, car salesmen. Nobody can sell them. They're the salesmen. And I'm like, oh, watch. So I went in with my basket of products and I sold the crap out of all that Mary Kay to these guys that weren't expecting to buy from me. And you get to hear the objections in the video and they're like, no, no, no. But at the end of the day, they were like, oh, hell yes, yes, yes. Giving me their money following me around i think that day i got four job offers yeah they offered you a job yeah, i've never a, seen like that a couple dealerships did yeah. i think i got four job offers i made a ton of money um i got a lot of recruits i uh, i mean there's just so much that came of that actually yeah. one of the beautiful things that came out of that is car dealerships now hire me to use that apprentice audition video to show the salesman how you never take no for an answer. <laughs> and that's like one of my tips for being an entrepreneur. You never hear the word no. Yeah. You know that with that's, that's like. That's so Brandon. true. I mean, you get like, so many no's. And they, I think I actually heard this from your blog. Most sales are done between the seventh and 19th time you approach them. That is most so times true. they say no. Right. And you just got to keep going. You know, no means next to me. So if I ask you to buy something for me and you're like, no, I'm like, well, screw it. Brandon's not my guy. Like, let me find who is next. Like, move over. Yeah. Get me to the person that can make the decision. So no, entrepreneurs don't hear the word no. Or if you do, you're not, you're not, you're not killing it, crushing it, and you're not successful. Exactly. So you obviously gave them a show, and the apprentice loved you. They brought you on the show. 
Tell me about that experience. Oh, my gosh. I mean, life changer. It was it was a complete game changer. Um, People listening may go, well, I wonder why she wanted to go. Like what part of her life was missing? Mm -hmm. My life was perfect. I had the most amazing husband, the man of my dreams. I had two small children. My kids were uh, six and nine when I went on the show. My Mary Kay business was booming. I had no reason to need, need to leave the nest and go out and kick some ass on reality television, except for I wanted to personally validate myself like you have what it takes to, to do it. To do it. Um, I also wanted to teach my children and other young entrepreneurs. Well, my kids weren't entrepreneurs, but I wanted to teach the youth that at any age you can follow your dreams. And I was 37 when I went on the show. And I know a lot of people thinking, oh, my God, she's as old as a dinosaur. Actually, there is life after that. You don't look that. it. You don't look it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm a lot older now, <laughs> but thank you. Um, so I was like, you know, I want people to realize especially my kids, that adults can go chase their dreams. Anybody can. And unfortunately, we don't as adults. We get sucked into what society says and, oh, my gosh, you know, you got to do the grind and hate your job and come home and be miserable and drink a lot and bitch at your kids and hate your spouse and go and do it all again the next day. I'm like, that is not life. If that's my life, I want to die. That is not ever going to be my life. So I, I did it really to go and say, kids, Mom and dad can follow your dreams at any age. And I did go um, because I wanted to validate myself as, you know what, girl, you still got it. And you had a lot of doubters, too. I mean, how many people told you, Tana, you have no chance in hell oh, to get on this show? absolutely. You are so right. And, you know, my own father, which I love throwing it in his face. <laughs> so my own dad kept going, why are you wasting all this time making this video? Why are you flying from Iowa to L.A. to make this video? Why are you? And I said, just shush. Like, come on. You've been my biggest doubter my entire life. I know the feeling, yeah. You know, and you want to say, you're my dad. Like, you know me. He used to always say, are you on drugs? Like, <laughs> my dad, my own dad. Honest I've to had God, the same thing are before. You, are you on drugs? Are you on crack? Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to know what you're on. And I'm like, I can't even believe it. Like, you know, I've never taken a pill in my entire life. You know, I don't have ADHD and I'm not on Ritalin. Yeah. You know, I don't do caffeine. Like, it's called see, energy. It's called life. Love yeah. and life. Like, like I'm high on life. So my own dad was a doubter and I had a lot of doubters and I love doubters because it's fuel. Just, it fuels it's fuel. my, it fuels me that I just want to kick ass even harder. And I want him to just go, Oh my God, I'm never going to ever doubt her again. And it's such sweet revenge. <laughs> it's like, you just want to say my philosophy with revenge and, and, and vengeance is don't get revenge, get better. Yeah. So anytime anybody doubted me, it's like, just watch. So I'll never forget at the live finale party where, you know, you can mingle with Trump and you're getting treated like VIPs that roll out the red carpet. We're in Planet Hollywood, New York City. Uh, all these celebs are there. And then me and like the other contestant and all the cast from The Apprentice were there. And yeah. my dad's rolling up like meeting Trump and drinking Dom Perignon. And I looked at him and I go, yeah, why did I make that video? you sucker you're so stupid it was just like yeah that's why i made the video dad right now yeah and he just you know that's that's awesome so let's talk about when you're on the show and the one thing that sticks out in my head you're talking about car dealerships Mm -hmm. you had put together oh uh, god yes was it the wheel yes it was the wheel and that's i mean still used today i believe yes it is so tell me about how you came up with that idea and how that helped you in the competition oh my gosh well so what brandon's referring to for those of you who weren't born yet uh when i was on the (laughs) apprentice um one of the tasks it was season or excuse me it was task 12 was pontiac was our client and pontiac wanted me and the other team to create um a brochure for their new car, the Pontiac Solstice that was coming out. And um, I wanted to be the project manager again, but somebody was like, no, you've had it too many times. I'm going to be the project manager. And she was okay. I'm not going to lie. She wasn't good, but I'm going to keep it real. Because She'll be listening to the show. Of course she will. So that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm going to keep yeah. it real. And she didn't know really anything about car dealerships. And I'm like, listen, I got this one. It's already in my head. I've got it designed. We're going to win this. And she's like, okay, doubter. And uh, what is it? And I go, listen, my ex-father-in-law, my ex-husband's father, of course, you can figure that out. um, (laughs) He owned the world's largest, he still does own the world's largest BMW dealership in Newport Beach, California. And I was his 
saleswoman in the boutique selling the Ferrari gear and the Lamborghini shirts and all the fun stuff. That was my job. And um, I had seen a lot of brochures come in and out of that dealership for Lamborghinis, for Range Rovers, for Ferrari, for BMW, and all these other cars I can't remember. And they were all square. They were rectangular or square. And when this opportunity came to do this new brochure, I'm like, I got it. Yeah. We'll make it in the shape of a circle circle for the wheel. And it'll be unique and they'll love it. And Pontiac will use it and we're going to win. And yeah, 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 yeah. And we do it. And Pontiac loves it and they use it and they're marketing it. And everybody's a winner but me because she took credit for, for my brochure. Yeah. Which I was like, hey, guess what? I'm not getting fired because we won. So I'm not worrying about it. You know, like I said, let vengeance be mine is what the exactly. Lord says. I'm like, just in due time. Don't you worry in due time. I'm going to get my credit. So in the live finale, in front of 41 million people, I'm sitting right beside my competitor. And this is the biggest game of our life, right? Yeah. And and Trump's like, uh, I can't believe what you did. He's saying this to her. Uh, I can't believe what you did on that Pontiac, ta Pontiac task. It was amazing how you came up with that brochure. And I go, hey, excuse me, please, for a moment. And he's like, what is it, Tana? Like, this wasn't scripted, and I'm supposed to stay quiet. Mr. Trump, I just wanted to point out to you that I actually designed the brochure that Pontiac loved and is using in their national marketing campaign. Is that not correct? And I point to her, and I look at her. And she says on national television, Yes, uh, Tana did, Mr. Trump. So I cannot, um, I can't take credit for that. I actually didn't design it. She did. And he goes, she admitted to it. She admitted it to, admitted, admitted to it. And Trump goes, well, I didn't know that. Well, congratulations, Tana. And I'm like, <laughs> of course you didn't know that. Be you know, because nobody was saying, hey, good job at me because I wasn't going to win it. But anyways, uh, the competitive, the, the competition was very tough, very steep very in, intense. I thought I was good before I went. You and need to bring your A game you up. You really test yourself. I tested myself. And crunch time. And crunch time. Who's got it? Who breaks? Who frazzles? Who, who busts under pressure? And by the grace of God, I made it all the way. I mean, when I came home, I'm not going to lie, my adrenal gland shut down. And I went to the <laughs> doctor. I'm like, what's wrong with exactly. me? And he said, your fight or flight, um, uh, endorphins or whatever. Your endorphins it, are so high. You're like was, on cloud nine and were, then you go back to reality. Right. It was six or I was gone for uh, 32 days. So it was like, I don't know, a month and a half. I was gone. What the hell am I saying? Was it 62 days or 32? I can't even remember now. I can't even remember, but it was a long time, at yeah. least a month. I know that. And, um, my doctor said, you can't have that fight or flight thing going on 24-7. It never shut down. So my cortisol level was all messed up. Wow. I had to get on vitamins, and I was back to normal in two weeks. But he's like, you can't do anything but so, rest. So what was on the, the finale, you guys? What was your – Oh, my Did you God. have to raise money? I had to do a lot of things. I had to put on um, an Olympic – okay, I had to put on an Olympic-sized task to get – let me back that up. I had to get uh, New York City – to win the bid to have the Olympics, 2016 Olympics, brought to New York. So what I had to do was entertain and manage 65 Olympians. I'm talking 65 Olympians. Uh, the athletes got off the plane, and they were like, okay, where's Tana? And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Like, whoa, I can't barely, man ba barely manage two kids getting off a plane, 65 Olympians. OMG. No pressure. No pressure at all. at all. So I had to get them from point A to point B. I had to put on a sand volleyball tournament. I had to put on a track and field meet. I had to put on a swimming meet. And I had to put on, what was the fourth thing? There was another fourth thing. Um, it doesn't matter right now, but it was uh, gymnastics meet. Thank okay. you. Okay, yeah. And and I had to do all that. Then I had to have a VIP event and raise money. And I had to do one other small thing, and I can't remember what that was, but huge monumental task that would have taken the Olympic Committee, they said, three years to put on from start to finish. I had three days. And my competitor, she had to put on a PlayStation video tournament. Yeah. That's it? That's it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What, what else does she have to do? So I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, guess what? Don't worry about getting, you know, getting even, get better. So I had to kick butt. I had to take some names and I worked my butt off and I got her done. 
And at the end of the day, when it came down to Mr. Trump deciding me or her, he decided I want to go with her because she was book smart. She finished her college education where I was street smart and I was the entrepreneur and I got off course because I liked making money more than I liked school. I'm not going to lie. And that's what this program's all about. Telling the truth. Right, Brandon? So basically you didn't get it because you drop out of college yeah. pursue your entrepreneur dream. Yeah, that was exactly why. And I and bet you still wouldn't change that. Oh, God, back. no. I Hell mean, no. <laughs> No, I mean, because I, I did try to go back after the show. I had a college, um, DePaul University in Chicago, say, we want to pay for your education because we want to be the ones to say, we've put Tana through school. She got her degree. Yay us. And that was a wonderful offer. And I did entertain it for uh, one week. And then I was down in my basement doing online courses for classes that I'm never going to use uh, for education I didn't really want. Yeah. And I went, you know what? I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Exactly. So I thanked them. I withdrew and I said, I'm never going to make any more money being an entre- or being a college graduate than I am right now. It's a regret I have that I didn't finish. I got off course, but I liked the, the taste of making out. money <clears throat> and more than I liked going to school. And I love where I'm at right now. So, well, it turned out well for you. I mean, that it was did. that was awesome. And what I want to hear about is Donald Trump. Everybody sees him as everybody has a different view on him. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy's awesome. He's got he's got balls to do anything. Yes. Tell me the side that people really don't see of him. They see the public, but really behind the scenes, because you've met him oh, multiple times yes. every year when he comes in the area. Yeah, I get to see him. I'm so blessed. So Donald Trump was amazing. And when I say that to people, some people go, oh, you know, I don't even want to hear that. Well, good. You don't need to. Because if you don't want to learn from a guy who's been there, done it, and has balls of steel, and that doesn't care about what people think, and has a focus exactly. that is laser like ours is, Brandon, um, then fine. You don't need. You can tune out to this part. But what he's like is he is amazing. I love his no nonsense attitude yeah. because I kind of have that. I don't have time for people that are wishy-washy. They make me crazy. Um, he was so kind. I saw him be kind to people in restaurants. I saw him be kind to, um, con- the contestants that would break and cry. I saw him be kind to his wife and his children. Um, I've eaten at his house. I've had breakfast at his kitchen table. His, yeah. his penthouse is amazing his wife is the most gorgeous woman i have ever seen in my <laughs> life melania is gorgeous um I don't, I'll, I'll remember i remember our first task we won and we got to go have dinner at this very exclusive club called the 21 club in new york city and donald trump and melania came and it was the team that won my team and none of the girls wanted to sit by melania and i was watching this going weird like why wouldn't she? Afraid of her. They were afraid of her. And then another girl, I asked her on my team, I said, why are, Why don't you want to sit by Melania? And she's like, this is going to get recorded. And I don't want to be sitting next to somebody that gorgeous because that'll show how ugly I am. And I went, wow, guess what? My ass was right next to Melania. And because nobody was interested in talking to her because she's just the arm candy and everybody was interested in hounding Trump and kissing his ass, I figured, oh, honey, I'm going to have plenty of time to get to him. <laughs> I'm going to get to the wife because this may be my only chance. So I was sitting next to her and I was talking and she was, you could just see her light up like nobody talks Somebody's to me. talking to me finally. Right. Like, oh my gosh, like this girl actually cares. And I was talking about her clothes and I'll never forget. I said, Melania, you smell so good. Like, what is your perfume? And she told me Dolce Gabbana. And I actually had a bottle of that at my house. And when she said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love the fact that this woman is it's like sharing a part of her that nobody, nobody would ever yeah. know. And so I share that story on my stages and girls will email me and go, Tana, I went out and bought a bottle of Dolce & Gabbana. Awesome. And yeah. yeah. And so she was so, so sweet. And I figured use that opportunity because I knew I'd make it to the end. And I knew someday her and Trump would be laying in bed and he'd be like, should I hire Tana or this girl? And I wanted her to say, well, of course, hire Tana because the other girl never gave her. Well, actually, the other girl wasn't there because yeah. that team didn't win. But the other girl never engaged her. You know, it, it's so smart, and that's a good approach I've taken for many things. You don't always go for the top person. You go for the people around them, and yeah. then eventually, I mean, they might even come to you. Absolutely. Well, because then they'll say, like, man, Brandon was a great guy. Or, you know, if you're if you're talking to the, the it's, guy. It's at all the, you know. You know, if you're talking to the janitor at the corporation you want to get into, yeah. and that janitor happens to bump into the CEO, and he's like, man, who's that guy you just interviewed? Yep. Like, 
he was really nice. That's it. That's all it is. People fear what they don't know, but if you can somehow get any kind of connection mutual, Absolutely. I mean, that can bring you in the door. And anyways, just in life, being nice to anyone, it always pays off. So here's a big question. I, I didn't prepare you for this one, but Donald Trump, what are your views and what do you think with him testing the waters for running yeah. for the president well, of the United I, States? I would love it if he would run. Um, I I think he'd make an amazing president because I know him firsthand. He is a leader. He yeah. is a man of his word. He will not tolerate craziness, uh, wishy-washiness. Uh, he's just he's a man that will get it done. He is a proven leader, successful businessman. And I think the president of the United States needs to run this country like a business. Yes. And I think he'd be phenomenal. I hope he runs because he said I could be part of his campaign if he does come. So I get to work for him. But if you're saying, Tana, I'll give you one hundred thousand dollars if you get this answer right. Will he run or not? I will say he probably won't as yeah. much as I want him to. I just that's I what don't I kind know. of think too, and I I would love for him to run because obviously I have a connection with you. And yes, I I want to get into politics someday. I would love. To, I mean, I think our country needs somebody not to talk politics, but our oh. country needs a change and somebody that could run. I mean, if he can run a business and his life, he's seen the downs ups of what this country's right. done. Right. He can run this country. He can. And also, um, and I'm not saying anything about the present current president, but you have to be able to have thick skin and not care all what what the negativity is i mean there's negativity in in my i mean sometimes i experience yeah. it everybody experiences negativity um of course the president does but donald trump doesn't care about that yeah. he is not afraid he will not break because people don't like him and he will stay on course so yeah, he's he's fearless he is fearless <laughs> and i love that and that's what you need to be well, hopefully, uh, maybe so we'll, we'll see him run, yeah. and then we'll, we'll be in the election. Yeah. yeah, that'd be so fun. <laughs> so after you get on the show, tell me <clears throat> what the experience is like. How did that show, I mean, really affect your life moving forward oh, with everything you did? That is amazing. Um, well, as I was saying earlier, I didn't go to have my life changed, but my life did change. So when I got home uh, from being on TV for 18 weeks, that's why I was getting my numbers confused because – I was on TV for 18 weeks, but I wasn't in New York for 18 weeks, so I forgot the date. But um, it was actually 62 days when I was sort of okay. wondering. Yeah. It was 62 days. Um, so it changed everything. I had 77 job opportunities when I listened to my voice machine. And this was back in the day where we had, you have 77 messages. And the first one was the Bedazzler, the owner of the company who owns the product the bedazzler which is an apparatus that puts rhinestones on your clothing for those of you who don't know what that is um one of my tasks was a Hanes task and i went crazy trying to find a bedazzler because i wanted to bedazzle the shirts that we designed and sell them for a lot of money versus ten dollars like the other team did and it paid off yeah so i was just showing passion and enthusiasm for this product that they called me and said we want you to do an infomercial <laughs> for this product that has been dead and buried like it was a 1970s product nobody's using it nobody has said the word and you put us on the map and i was like sign me up okay and they were going to pay me a lot of money to do it and my agent at the time goes oh no 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 you're not doing that I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, no, no, no. You're not going to put your face and your image and your brand on a cheap $19 product. That's not what a finalist on The Apprentice is all about. You need to stay on an upper echelon and blah, blah, blah. And I said, stop. You have no idea how much I love the Bedazzler. I, to this day, bedazzle, Brandon. Yeah. And so don't you try to take my Bedazzler away from me, honestly. <laughs> and that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. So he said, if I did it that I would lose him as an agent because he didn't want to represent somebody that was representing a cheap product. I go, you know what? Move your ass out of the way. Yeah. So I did it and I got paid to do it 10 grand. Then I got a uh, promotion for every year they renewed me. It went up five grand. So it went to 10 grand to 15 grand to 20 grand. Oh, wait for it to $25,000. Now I'm just saying to use my face and my, my commercial. Yeah. Plus I got a royalty off of every bedazzler that was sold. So when I went on, when they approached me and said, you know, this product's dead and buried, it hadn't had sales for, I think 12 years. So yeah. I go on the apprentice going crazy over this. It gets some, sh it gets some limelight. And from that we build on the momentum with the infomercial to date. Well, not to date, because that's now it ended in a bad way. Um, four and a half million dollars in sales. 
is what that product did from my infomercial. And anybody listening wants to go check it out, Google, no, YouTube, Tanagertz Bedazzler. You'll see the video. And that video, I had made over $100,000 like within the first year of just like sales and using my face. But it ended, unfortunately, well, it ended, unfortunately, for everybody. So as I still shared, and you don't even know this, I don't think, Brandon, that I love the Bedazzler. I love yeah. the product. I love doing it. And they loved me up until the sales started tapering off. Mm-hmm. And then when it came, oh, now we need to pay her $30,000 to use her face. They said, no, I guess we're not going to do that. So what did they do? They thought I was going to be a, a chicken little crap entrepreneur and take this they used half of my face they used from you gotta my, be kidding i'm me. not kidding you they used from my nose to my chin they took off of the box tana from national television they took that off and they did a photo of the original photo of me but just my nose to my chin wow. and put it on the circle and selling it at michael's and wow. walgreens and all over in rite aid and i went what no way so i sued their ass I sued their ass and said, that is mine. That is my likeness. That is my contract. And you owe me that is money. Your own brand. That is my yeah. brand. And, and so we won. And I had a choice to allow them to do that or to just settle and say, guess what? I'm no longer the bedazzling queen. Oh, man. So it bummed me out, but I won. And and I just taught I teach my audiences now all across the country. Hey, you learn you learn that from Trump. If somebody goes after you, you got to go after him back. You don't play. And yeah. they were wanting to screw with me, and they thought I was going to take it. And you know what? No. So it's unfortunate, but it was a great it was a great run until somebody got greedy in the corporation, and that wasn't me, unfortunately. I actually remember seeing the Bedazzler when I was a kid. Do you really? I I, I hadn't known you at that time. No. But I imagine obviously you. Can you <laughs> imagine? Yeah, Can you imagine? I know. I could see you great for that. I mean, oh, it come was. On. Oh God, it was fantastic. I mean, bedazzle your shirt, your dog's collar. I mean, I was bedazzle going, everything. Can, oh hell yeah, I bedazzle my underwear sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see you doing that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I mean, so that was that was the only disadvantage of that whole experience. It was yeah. so positive. It was just like, oh my God, somebody in the corporation got ugly and greedy and went. Guess what? Let's use half her face. She'll tolerate this. Hell no. No, you didn't. No. And first off, I said, that makes my brand look like we couldn't afford the, the whole photographer and we only got half the picture. Yeah. How stupid does that make me look? And I was like, so whatever. But. um, So you got the bedazzle. Yeah. Beard. So that you was the first. That. that was the first of the 77 calls. And then. And then you, you also got on Fear Factor. Oh, God. Yes. I forgot about that. So Fear Factor reaches out to Trump and says, hey, we want to do a reality stars fear factor episode give me one person that you think would make great tv for for fear factor and he goes oh my god call tana she's a mother she's competitive and she'll look good in a bikini and i'm like for real oh come on i don't want to go on fear factor so i said well i don't want to eat bugs or drink anything gross and they're like well we aren't going to make the celebrities eat bugs or drink anything gross and i'm like who are the celebrities and he's like you guys and i was like what (laughs) oh okay so that was the first time i went the world thinks I'm a celebrity. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, well, here's the deal. If I can pick my partner, I'll go. But if you're going to set me up with some jackass that was on a season prior, which they were going to, who doesn't have any arm strength, I'm not going to go. This isn't a joke for me. I don't want to leave my businesses or my kids to go chasing something and make you make me look like a fool. Oh, no, Tana, this guy will be great for you. And this was this total wimpy guy was like mushy and he didn't have any he didn't have any balls on the apprentice i don't know how the hell he was going to grow a set for fear factor yeah but they wanted to put me up with them and i said no and they go well, oh come on it's ten thousand dollars just to get off the airplane and say you'll be a contestant um and you have a chance of winning one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for five days and don't get me wrong all that sounded really good yeah but they wanted to partner me, me up with some jackass and so i said no the only way i'll go is if i get to pick my partner and that would be craig and they go, well, sorry, that's not how this game goes. I go, well, then I'm not your girl. Click. Well, two hours later, okay, you can pick your guy. Who is it? And I said, I'm going to pick Craig. He was a firefighter. He was one of my best friends on my season. Yeah. He's a great guy. I wanted to help him and his business out, and we're a great team. So they said, okay. So then the producers are like, okay, we've never like ever let a contestant get their way and pick their contestant, you know, pick who they're going to Yeah. I go, well, hey, you never met me. Yeah. You, you you made an exception for him. I you mean, made an exception. I don't hear the word no. I know you don't either. Yeah. 
So anyways, I won on Fear Factor, and I made it to the finals there, too. It's like I'm always the bridesmaid. I'm like always the runner-up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always like the bridesmaid, never oh. a bride. So anyways, but I have to say the guy that beat me was The Miz. He's like a WWE huge, huge rock star in the yeah. wrestling world. He kicked my ass. I mean, how the hell was I supposed to compete with The Miz? Um, but, I mean, I missed $150,000 by not catching two hacky sacks. So, yeah, I'm a little bitter. But you got but some I more exposure, though. More exposure. Yeah. For your brand. For my brand. And uh, I got a younger demographic. I guess there's a lot of guys that like watching the crotch shots on that thing. <laughs> I know. It's like all these young dudes, like 22, 24, are like oh. reaching out to me. And I'm like, okay, wow. well, what's going on? Creeperville going yeah. on. And they're like, oh, you know, my agent is like, yeah, they like the crotch shots. And I was like, oh, come wow. on. But I did it, you know, for the experience to say, hey, I was a mom chasing yeah. my dream or, or, or following, you know, opportunities. And I you were the word for, I mean, not only entrepreneurs, but women out there that yes. were ambitious enough to follow their dreams and do what they love. Like right. you said before, when you get to a certain age, you slowly get into your comfort zone you do and, and with women forward with women too brandon we get when when you get married you and you become a mother you kind of fall into that role of the caretaker yeah but yet you're never taking care of yourself yeah. and so i'm like well i have an idea i'm going to be a great caretaker uh of my husband and my children and also take good care of myself so you kind of have to have that work-life yeah. balance which i finally have figured out how to do that perfectly or almost you do it very well I, i've noticed tr yeah. i try you know and as you know like there's my curtis time my husband there's my miles time my son there's my daughter time my tory tory time and then there's my time and yeah. i have to have it all in balance or i'm not uh functioning on all cylinders and really really exactly happy. so let's fast forward you had all that publicity you were on tv everything you're on cloud nine and it really affected your business. I mean, still to this yes, day, it still has. still to this day. So tell me about your business endeavors now, everything you do, which is a lot. Yes. I, I listed mine the other day, and it's like, what do you say when people are like, what do you do for a living? Well, I say entrepreneur. Yes. But that entails a so lot much. of things. So many hats. Yeah. And when people hear the word entrepreneur, they're like, okay, like what does he or she do? Yeah. So you've got to be specific. So I am a serial entrepreneur. I love being an entrepreneur. So that is how I would describe myself. Um, within that umbrella of being an entrepreneur is my motivational speaking career where I go to corporations, small businesses, universities, colleges, uh, young professionals groups, just any organization across the country that wants yeah. a dynamic speaker that's going to fire your employees up or fire you up, that's me. That's my passion. That's my love. I am an author. I'm an only, I'm an author for a few reasons. One, I love helping the youth. So that was a good niche to get with the youth and encourage them to follow their dreams. And I had an opportunity to be in a book with Jack Camfield, who is like, I, I can't even put in words what he is like. He I is, don't even think I knew that. I don't think you did either. Wow. So my power of the platform book, I, I had an opportunity to be with him and I'm like, of course I will. That guy's amazing. He's like, oh, he's like the number one author. I, I think to date he has the most number one best selling authors. He's the um, author of chicken, chicken soup for the souls. They and all sold those millions. Oh, he was on a show not too long ago and he talked, but that thing was a hit. It was countries a, it, yes, everywhere. It is. So I had the opportunity to be with him and I'm like, I won't pass that pass that up but my skill set is not in writing it's not in editing it's not something i enjoy yeah but as an entrepreneur you don't miss those opportunities you learn so I, I am an author which i guess a lot of people really get excited about and that it has gotten me work so okay great as you mentioned a radio show host that isn't my niche because i can't see the people and i like to see them yeah. to affect them and you know me because you can see me yeah, Brandon. yeah but like my energy is very contagious because you you want to be in the room with I them i'm the, the same way yes i want to be in the room with them because i like i i know that all these people are listening yeah. but i want to see you i want to hug you i want to fall in love with you i want to yeah. work with you i want to go to have coffee with you i want to have a margarita with you that's me yeah so radio okay that's fun um and then i just i mean and there's a lot of other things but just developing programs for businesses that may not know that they need me yet yeah so i just you've well, helped a lot of people and it's i love first it. i want to go back tell me how what was it like meeting jack hanfield i never met him you never got so to meet him. i never got to meet him i just got to work with them and he so the book the power of the platform yeah he brought a chapter to the book yep. and i brought a chapter to the book so i would love to have met him yeah. he would be just like a donald trump but i never did meet him 
Well, that's still a good experience yes. to have that credibility with being on the book with him. I know. I mean, wow. I know. Talk about been, that. That was really cool. I, I know what you mean when you're talking about being an author. I mean, I don't know how to edit. I probably failed grammar or <laughs> English class. I can speak, but I have a lot of knowledge like you do from experiences. So I'm in the process of writing a book too, but it's so tough. You when, know, <laughs> well, and we don't want to sit still. So you got to no. sit and you got to be at a computer. And I'm yeah. like, that's what I hire. Lock me down. Yeah. That, that's what I hire people to do for exactly. me. I'm not sitting there. I don't want to type. I don't want to. And, and I'm non-scripted. So now yeah. you want me to be scripted. And, and it's just a different, it's a different part of the brain. And it doesn't suit my soul. Yeah. But God bless all them. Everybody it else it does. Yeah. So you and I met. Oh, I'm talking about God. where we met. We met on a, a pilot run of a TV show. And. I was pitching to you and you, you actually liked the idea and you're one of the main ones for me. Mm-hmm. But fast forward where we really got to know each other was we did your apprentice competition. Yes. And tell me, I'm gonna, we could, t- this that? is a good thing to tell the listeners. How yeah. did that even get started? Because yeah. there may be some um, people that are listening to you, Brandon, that maybe aren't a young entrepreneur and they're a seasoned entrepreneur like myself. And so we want to show, we want to give them value as well that this doesn't, Brandon's podcast doesn't have an age on it. it it's just if you have the entrepreneurial spirit. Anybody could be an entrepreneur. I mean, yeah, it's young entrepreneur, but. You could be 60 years old and you're a young entrepreneur Right. Well, and the thing about you is you're bringing in guests that will suit anybody listening's needs. Exactly. And that's why I'm very grateful that you thought outside the box to bring me in. And am I your I'm fir- glad you're on the show. Am I the first girl? You you, you are the first girl to be oh, on the show. Okay. Oh, I love it. I just okay. thought of that as oh. you sat down. I'm like, finally. You get a girl. I found a girl that has a lot of expertise that could be on my show. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so what I was going to say to the seasoned entrepreneur list is so as Brandon mentioned and I mentioned I'm a motivational speaker and I love it and I'm getting booked and I and I couldn't be happier with my career there but let's just say you know a bank has just recently hired me well guess what I've got more than a one-hour keynote to offer that bank so if you rest on your laurels that you're just a motivational speaker then you're missing out on a lot of other yes. opportunities so I wanted to create a buzz in the city, Des Moines, um, about myself and my business because what I do is different than anybody else. And so the I, I get people running up to me all the time going, you know, I don't work for a corporation that is going to bring you in, so how could I ever work with you? Or how could I ever learn from you? Or how could I ever, like, be around you? And I started thinking, like, the general population wants a little piece of this energy or this motivation or this business sense so I'm going to give them something so I thought you know I love competitions and and I was putting myself in the brain of an entrepreneur like I love to compete I love prizes I love challenges I love recognition and I want to create a program that will make all these other people like myself want to participate in part of it and be a part of it so I thought well hell I love the show why don't I just do a small mini apprentice program and the business that brings me in, I'll just put their name in front of it. So, you know, the Iowa wild hockey teams apprentice program or the, you know, uh, Arctic sticks apprentice program, yeah. you know, that business. And then with my program behind it. And so a business hires me to put their business on steroids by using that is an understatement. That is an understatement. <laughs> oh that is by using 50 Type A go-getters like Brandon Adams was one of them. And and I get these 50 people after selecting, you know, me and my business partner, we go through 300 applications to get 50. And he knows what I'm looking for. And if, you know, you're going to say, like I'll say, you know, what have you done in the last year? And if you go, uh, I did a 5K walk. Okay, that's not enough. Yeah. I want to see 52 things yeah. you did. I want to see something, you know. So we know the mind of a person that's going to win this or do well. And so we select the 50, and then we go crazy, and they do tasks and challenges, and, and the end of the the end of the competition is a great prize. Well, I had, as Brandon has meant, as he has mentioned, I met Brandon. I knew from the minute I met him that he was a go-getter and he was somebody I wanted to be, Amen I wanted, to, I wanted yeah. to work with. Yeah. And I hadn't even had a chance to reach out to him and say, you should be a contestant on my program. He applied. And when my business manager's like, hey, Tana, there's a guy, Brandon Adams. Sounds like you know him. I'm like, what? He applied? Oh, my God. And I said, 100 bucks, that kid's going to win this thing. And he's like, oh, hell no. The, the list is a mile long. Yeah. And I go, trust me. 
this guy's going to win this. And that's an understatement that Brandon wanted. I mean, he kicked such hardcore ass and he gave it his all. And it was like, the, it was and so I don't even much know to, I don't know how to explain this because throughout this, how many months? Two, two and a half uh-huh. months? Yeah. It, it really changed my life because for one, in previous episodes, I talked about working in corporate. Uh-huh. At that time, I got up, quit corporate. And during mm-hmm. that competition, wanted to pursue Arctic Stick. Yeah. But I you was. You needed somebody to believe oh, in you. Yeah. And you needed somebody to say, my God, what are you doing? Like wasting your time, like working for somebody else. I was sleeping in hotels in Des Moines. I didn't know anybody. But I was competing in this competition, traveling, speaking to people, and winning these different tasks. Yes. And the last one was quite the experience. Oh I my mean, gosh. we had to raise money for a charity, for a local charity. Oh, and let me tell you out there. If you've never raised any money for any kind of charity foundation, it is hard. You know, you think it's so easy. I'm just going to ask my friends and my family, five bucks here, five mm, bucks there. No, you, no, 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 no. You no, find no. out how, well, not only cheap people are. Yeah, people don't open their <laughs> wallets. <laughs> but how hard it is to raise money. So, oh, my gosh. And yeah, so we did this. Was There There was five different. Yeah, five, five different. There were, we were down to the final five. They each had a different charity. Brandon's charity was a, a, a young charity that was just getting started. And um, what you learned, Brandon, in that last task was what I learned on The Apprentice is working with other people who aren't like you. That's so hard. Working with people that can't make a decision. Oh, my God. Like, I want to die. Working with people that can't pull their head out of their ass. You're like, come on, folks. Like, You have to learn to work as a team. And that is so hard for for entrepreneurs. Oh, it was tough. Because guess what? We're running the show. It's our business. Yeah, and then the whole competition, you're by yourself, and then you go get put in a team. Yes. I mean, some people wanted to kill each other. Oh, yeah. And I actually, I mean, I really fell in love with the group I had. Oh, I know. And we did, I mean, I slept in a tent out he in the did, cold to raise money, ran a marathon. Above and beyond. So what most people would go is, okay, I'm going to go through my phone. 98% of the final five was like, well, I'm going to go through my phone and see who's going to do what. Well, is that going to win you? And uh, that doesn't make you a winner. You yeah. can't check in and no, say that's you gotta it. You got to go crazy. So he did. He, you know, he was running a half marathon. He slept in a tent. He was on radio shows. Um, he was on TV we shows. Went on TV. He was making commercials. He was doing all, all live auctions. You know, uh, the, the everything. Big, the big thing I wanted to show is we're we're supporting for Endure Iowa. We're trying to raise money and people going through cancer. Yes. And I I can't relate to that, but people out there. I mean, it's hard. You see these people and they deal with it. Oh, it's well, so hard. Well, my thing was, I want to show people that obviously I, I don't have cancer, but I can go through pain and I can endure it. That's true. And that little bit and yes. show people, try to show them a movement of some kind. So I, I try to do that. I mean, sleeping in a tent and then the running. I ran literally until I dropped. Yeah, I you mean, were enduring pain. <laughs> oh. that, that was that was really cool. You found your little like yeah. niche. Like, how was how were you going to relate? And people saw that, and they're, and they're like, like, "Well, wow. that's all right." I mean, we can give a little money. Yeah, people were saying, "Well, I'll give him ten dollars for every mile he can do." Yeah, I mean, how great is that? So, needless say, we went twelve days, and thanks Tana's group and what we did, raised thirty three thousand seven hundred sixty six dollars and forty two cents in twelve days. It was amazing and it i just it's hard to believe you should be so proud of yourself i i was so happy for what we did for everything i mean the feeling of giving and that really showed it too i mean not only because we won the competition but that experience is showing that you got to give to people and what you can do to them and that is what i like to express to my young groups that i speak to the young professionals the college students that are entrepreneurs is there is a part of giving back you've got to give back because my saying is the more you give, the more you get. And I believe that. So like giving of knowledge, like you're giving Brandon, that more things come. Somebody listening is going to say, Hey, you know, I want to bring him in. or uh, Maybe they want to bring us in and we go show them how we do it. That's so true. And, And so you have to have a giving heart because the people that I've seen fail in this industry, because I'm also a business coach uh, and I see a lot of failure. um, It's, I keep saying incorporate giving. Well, I don't, I don't want to give. Well, guess what? Then you're not going to get. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give any money. Guess what? You're not going to get. So when you have a closed heart, 
you close yourself up from opportunities. So that the more was you open your heart, the more you give. Honestly, it's going to come back tenfold. Right. And you learned all those lessons and I couldn't be more proud. And, and it was it, fun. And it was so fun. And the beautiful thing about getting with a group like that, and I, I'm not saying I'm coming to your city, but to do this. But if anybody ever has anything like what I'm describing um, in your city, take advantage of it. Because I told these kids the 50 of them at the first meeting you won't believe it but you all will be a network of friends that will do anything for one another throughout the course of your existence here in the city and honestly if brandon were to call one of them up right now they would all help each other out they call me i'll help them out they i call them great people and everybody wants to help so we are so yay (laughs) so so that was awesome and obviously that competition if Anybody who wants to see a really jolt in their business, they call you for that. Yes. Because it, seriously, I probably plan on hiring you in the future yes. with my product. Oh, absolutely. To get it out there. And we've already thought of, me and my business partner oh, have yeah. already thought of t- a task. A million ideas. For the Arctic Stick. And, and yes, absolutely. And it's fun. So let's go on. Before we end the show here, I can talk to you forever. No, I want to end. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little more about you. So some questions I always ask on the show. First off. Who have been your mentors in life to make you the successful person you are? I mean, you've been my mentor. You've helped me. I've had many mentors. And what about you? Who have been your mentors? You know, that's a really good question. And um, and I don't have a a real great answer for it. So my mother, she always instilled in me the confidence. As I mentioned, my dad was the doubter. But uh, my mom was always a mentor. She was a young entrepreneur. She had uh, hair beauty salons when we were young. And so I would say she was my mentor and I didn't have like, I can't tangibly say so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so because I moved so much when yeah. I was young, but I look at somebody who's done what I want to do in my life and I'll ask them whether it's uh, somebody at the grocery store that checks me out every time I go, checks me out, meaning like, I'm not talking about that. Um, you know, like, Hey, I've got a question. I used to ask people for advice. So I kind of look at not the world's my mentor. That sounds so silly, but, um, everyone you everybody. surround yourself with. So kind of like I, um, I just ask people questions. So I don't have a mentor except for my mother. And then I would say Donald Trump mentored me yeah. when I was on the show to kind of fine tune my skills yeah. And so I would just say that Donald Trump and my mother. Yeah. And I know I can relate to that. Like when I go, even like a cab driver, mm-hmm. I always want to talk about them and find out about them. Same with me. Because you learn something. Yes, you do. And that's why I say to people out there, be more talkative and communicate with people because you never know what you're going to learn. It's so true. The I mean, most random things. It's so true. And people, they don't they don't want to talk to other people because they're closed-minded and they want to stay I'm in I'm not that way. Oh, I'll ask anybody anything. Talk so, to anybody on the street. Me too. So if, if, say, you know, I need to know how to edit a, a book, I will go to a bookstore and ask somebody that maybe just got done doing a story time, like, can I pick your brain for just one second? And I'm asking for free <coughs> advice because I don't have anybody to ask and I don't have two weeks to learn it on the internet. Exactly. And so that's kind of how I uh, how I found mentors. So next question, what was your lowest point in business and how did you overcome it? Wow. Um, My lowest point in business was when I thought I could trust people that I couldn't trust. So kind of like when I I believe that people are honest and I, I do genuinely love people and want the best for them. So when I find out that somebody is trying to hang on to me for credibility or for the celebrity factor or for just grabbing my energy or whatever it is they're using me. And then they try to take my ideas or my concepts and run with them and sort of steal them. That hurts. Um, so, you know, that's probably the lowest point is when I had done the apprentice competition and, and a business that had hired me wanted to knock it off and steal it and not pay me for it. That was a, that was a low. And then another low was right when I got off the show, friends that I thought were my friends weren't because as I was getting bigger, they were, they felt smaller. Yeah. And so I realized that people that I thought were my best friends weren't because they weren't happy for me. And I always say to my audience and being jealous, right? I always say to my audiences, and I don't think I've ever told this to you, Brandon. So this is good is notice who claps when you succeed. (laughs) Does that make you go? Wow. And sometimes you'll notice your own family isn't the one clapping. And so start paying attention at a very young age 
or a very young process in your business. When you succeed or when you get that gig or, you know, like when my friends find out, you know, I got the $10,000 speaking fee that I, I charge. Oh, they, they can pay you. Oh, they're jealous instead it's, of, Oh my God, Dana, that is freaking amazing. I am so, like when I tell you, you know, I get a commercial so and true. they pay me, you know, $10,000 for just smiling. Yeah. And you're like, man, that's awesome. That's what I want. Yeah. You clap when I succeed. Some people, they just, and it's sad because it's you so find sad. out who your real friends are. You really are. do. And you, you know what? You sometimes sit at a, at a t lonely table, don't you? Y you do. And that's why they say, I mean, you, you want to surround yourself with people that are very successful and like-minded because mm -hmm. they're not going to be like that. No. I mean, they're going to they're happy, happy for, you. for you. Absolutely. So those were, that's kind of just the, the, the lows I've had. Yep. But you bounce back and you associate with great people and you just don't even, you know, get exactly. better. Don't worry about it. Just keep on go, getting keep, better. Last question. Mm -hmm. What are your top three successful tips to other young entrepreneurs out there? Wow. Um, I would definitely say, uh, listen to your instincts. My instincts have never let me wrong, never let me down and they're never wrong. So if you got an instinct like, yeah, that, that, that person's giving me a weird vibe, act on it. Yeah. I mean, this is 15 years of me in the making. So don't, don't do what I do and wait because it's always right. So if your instinct says bad guy, bad guy, like don't trust them, stay away. Don't do business with them. Um, I would say, Open your mouth and love people more would be another successful tip because, you know, if you ask people like we just talked about, you're going to find out so much. But if you can genuinely love people and love what you do, yeah, you're infectious. Like people were like, I want to be around that person because you're so full of life and you're full of love. And like I said, the more you give, the more you're going to get. So I definitely would say um, love more and then the passion and the enthusiasm in your job is going to come out. And then, um, gosh, never quit. Like never give up. The you have got to have tenacity and persistence and you have got to have laser f beam focus on what it is that you want and you don't stop until you get it. I'll tell you what, people, I have gone up to bat so many times. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm like literally up at bat, just swinging the bat and praying to God I'm going to have a home run. Yeah. Sometimes you make it to first base. It just takes one time to hit that home run. Guess what? Like I told you, you know, sometimes I hit it at first. Sometimes it goes to second. Sometimes I strike out. But sometimes you hit that home run that is like, oh, my gosh, this is what it's all about. But yeah. you never, ever quit. You keep on going. Amen to that. Amen. I love that. Just, yeah. I mean, that's just the truth. If you if you know you're good at something, don't stop until you get there. Like your dreams. If you know you know you want to be, uh, let's just say, uh, invent your own product, like you did, Brandon. You don't stop until you have done it. And you've had bumps and you've had hiccups exactly. and you've had failures in the you know in the way or obstacles in the way that maybe other people would perceive as a failure. Exactly. Guess what? It's not. You keep going. You keep going till you have that product in your hand and you go, God, I did it. Now what? Get bigger. The light at the end of the Get tunnel. Get bigger. You never give up. You and that's, never give up. Yeah. Ever. That's great. So, Tana, if somebody wanted to get your energy, be able to hire you to speak, to do a competition or anything with you, where, where can they find you? It's simple. You just go to hey, H-E-Y, Tana, T-A-N-A, dot com. My brand is Hey Tana. I'm on LinkedIn as Hey Tana. I'm on Twitter at Hey Tana. I'm on Facebook, Tana Gertz. Um, and you can connect with me anywhere. My phone number is there. And I'd love to meet you. I, you know, I'm doing business coaching all across the country. Some people will fly me in so I can get with them, which yeah. I would prefer. But um, the sky's the limit. And like you did, I mean, you reached out and you invested in your future. and You, you invest in yourself. You got to. And you, you can Google Tana, too. I looked it up earlier. And Tana's <laughs> got multiple pages. I mean, you can't miss it. Yeah, I mean, there's that one page that's like, and she swore on national television. And I'm yeah. like, oh, come for gosh Who sakes. Cares? <laughs> Guess what? I'm real. I'm not going to lie. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. And you should check out that video of her getting on The Apprentice because she, it's funny how she put that together. It, <laughs> oh it worked. I yeah, mean, it, it got worked. you in the show. Yeah, it did. And, and, and life has been great. And if you just stay focused on your dreams, your life will be hopefully as colorful. Maybe you won't make it on TV, but that wasn't my end all be all. That was just just a, a little yeah. stepping stone exactly. and, and that's not for everybody um but 
I, I can't thank you enough for having me. This is so yeah. fun. Hey, and thank you for coming on the show, Dan. I mean, yeah. it's been great and we could talk forever. I know we could. And uh, we have a lot of good insight to give to people out there, entrepreneurs. Yes. But definitely. for anybody listening, I, I hope you enjoyed today's show and you guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life's too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Tana Gertz. We had a lot of fun. Tana and I are just alike. She had a lot of great insight to give. And also, if you guys want to see a bonus video, we actually did a video afterwards. I, I asked her about her favorite books for young entrepreneurs and also the art of being unforgettable. She talks about her experience or basically how to be different, how to stand out in a crowd wherever it is that you go. And she's become very well at doing that. So check out that video. That video is on my website. It's BrandonTAdams.com. I also have additional notes on my website. Check that out as well. But I just want to say, you all have been great. We just found out yesterday that we are the top 50. Let me repeat that. We're in the top 50 most influential business podcast new business podcast so I just found that out yesterday we started here a little over two months ago and I saw that and I was jumping up and down it's crazy how far we have come and why because of your support I love you guys I really can't appreciate you guys enough you've done so much for me keep telling your friends about it we are spreading so fast this thing is going to be in the top charts before you know it with the hottest podcasts. I tell you what, University of Young Entrepreneurs is a movement. We are creating something great here together. It's not just me. It's all you because without you, I wouldn't be here. So, hey, check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. On Twitter and Instagram, my handle is BrandonTAdams18. Find me on Facebook under University of Young Entrepreneurs or BrandonTAdams. Go to my website. It's BrandonTAdams.com. Check out everything out there, and there's some great stuff, and uh, got a lot of stuff coming in the head, so you're not going to want to miss it. So until next time, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for you to go out there and create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody.